0: I crashed on my friends' uh, couches and floors and sometimes I slept at airports and train stations and after a while when I built my my following a little bit, um, my fans are so nice and friendly and beautiful and so I started to crash at their places sometimes and um, yeah, I just made my way and slowly but comfortably I, I started to make a little living of my music. Um, and one day I actually could afford to pay
1: my rent with it. <laughs> when you're out of breath with nothing left to give When you're left behind lying on the ground When all I see is sadness in your eyes When all you want is reasons you can't find This town is getting smaller every day I'll live with you and find another way Hey,
2: hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was my guest today, Charlotte Erickson, a.k.a. The Glass Child, and how phenomenal is she? I wanted to play that up front so that you guys are hooked uh, to listen, to get pumped up, to, to really pay attention to this interview because Charlotte is doing something that is magical, She left home at 18 to pursue the only thing that mattered to her, which is her music. It means the world to her, and she has put everything she can into creating this life of her dreams. Lived on the streets for a year, slept on couches, uh, airports. You heard in the quote, I mean, it's amazing. But finally, she got to the point where she could pay a little bit of rent, and she is just now getting started. It's crazy. She's put out a couple albums she's she's written a book about her journey and i cannot say enough about this interview and and how phenomenal it is if you're an aspiring musician pay close attention seriously she is living proof that you can do this you can fight it you can get out there you can create the life that you love and she she's just such such a pleasant humble person to have on the show and i'm so thankful for it so all the show notes will be on artsynow.com forward slash the glass child. And I wanted to say again, thank you all out there who have left me a review on iTunes. Uh, If you go to artsynow.com forward slash iTunes or any of you that have left me a review on Stitcher as well, I really, 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 really appreciate it. And I can't say thank you enough for that. It helps spread the show. And I just wanted to read this, this review from Mikey Starsky. I really appreciate this, Mikey. It says, I love the energy and the fist pumps. The show is hilarious and valuable at the same time. I never thought about the possibilities of living life to the fullest, but Heath has definitely showed me how We'll share. Dude, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and leaving that. I really, really do appreciate it. and anybody else out there that has done that, thank you for listening uh, and thank you for helping push the show to larger audiences. I'm not gonna make you I'm not gonna make you wait any longer. I want to bring uh, Charlotte on immediately so all the show notes again, artsynow.com forward slash the glass child. And here we go. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat! Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity, stickity, a dickety beat! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? I wanna get funky. Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, I do. I do. Well, get on with your bad selves,
2: yeah. boys and girls if your ears hang low then holy balls you better wobble those babies to the front and center because my guest today has the voice and charm of an angel and it's her against the world on her journey to success at just 18 she left everything to pursue a life of music a life of art and that's exactly what she has done from floating all over Europe and playing shows, to publishing books, to starting her own record label, she's released five EPs, she's blowing up the interwebs with her fan base, and she believes in coffee, poetry, and whiskey. Woohoo! She's known as the glass child from London to Berlin and back again, a skid-a-ma-rinkity-dinkity-dink, a rinkity dinkity dink a skid a doo hoo The very mesmerizing and gorgeous Charlotte Erickson, yoo are the entrepreneur now? What is happening?
0: <laughs> that was the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's up?
2: Uh everything? How about you?
0: Yeah. Pretty
1: Across much the same. Pond,
2: connecting? Yeah. I, I'm I'm so pumped to have you on today. Your your story's brilliant. I think everything I've ever read about you. Plus, when, when we first connected, of course, I played your music. I can't remember if it was on SoundCloud or maybe Spotify. I think you're on Spotify Mm -hmm. too. Maybe I don't, I can't, I can't recall, but uh, I've got a setup where I literally just airplay through the speakers throughout my house Mm -hmm. and, and your voice is unbelievable. Obviously your talent in general, you play the guitar, you might play more than one instrument for all I know, but you, you have this, you definitely have your, the most unique style. I mean, there's nothing like you I've ever heard, as far as the transitions you make in music, the emotions you put into it and and really just being yourself completely and I think that's kind of been a a mold for your entire life so you you went out there when you were young and you've kind of attacked the world and it's amazing and i love I love talking to people like you because it's it shows all the people out there that it is one hundred percent possible, so you are known as the glass child and if and if you want to start uh just just tell us a little bit about you in and who you are and and why you decided to take off and follow your dream and passion, because I think your view on the world is amazing and it's going to totally touch some people out there.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for these beautiful words. Um, so my name is Charlotte, uh, and yeah, I'm releasing music under the glass child and, um, I'm like you said I moved to London when I was 18 years old uh, to kind of pursue this dream I had Uh, and when when I moved there I had no idea about the music industry or how to reach out with my music and I hadn't been playing live anything in Sweden because it's really hard to just play music in Sweden Uh, but I just had this huge like I discovered music when I was 16 years old I think and everything just opened up like I felt like wow, I found where I belong and I just felt at home. And from that moment, I just knew that that's what I want to do. So, um, yeah, I went there and I think I never had like a plan B. I never had anything like I want to, if this doesn't work, I'm going to move back and do this. I This was just everything I wanted to do. So I dedicated everything I had to it and I learned and I fought and I just made a plan and then made it happen. So um, I lived in London and... Um, for a year and then I couldn't afford my rent anymore so I took my guitar and a suitcase and lived on the road for a year, Uh, just played anywhere Um, made my way released some albums uh, published a book and wrote and built this following online and just learned everything Um, yeah and I lived in UK for a while and now I live in Berlin and I'm still learning and still fighting
2: (laughs) how, so you just took off on the road and first of all being, you know, coming out of I guess the Sweden area. One of my favorite songwriters, uh, I guess is—I don't know if you pronounce the name—Kristen Matson, uh, but he's mm-hmm. known as the tallest man on Earth.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! He's amazing. I love oh, his music. Man,
2: yeah. How he's been touring over here like crazy, but I yeah. can't ever seem to catch him. He comes to Nashville sometimes, but coming from a small, he, he's got like the the pure american folk sound which blows my mind because he's coming from that part of the world Mm. and it just shows i wonder what it sounds like when he talks because to me it (laughs) always sounds like when people sing they sound like they're from the united states but when they talk it's completely different yeah and so it's funny but but yeah you so you were on the road for all that time and you summed it up pretty pretty quickly but i can't imagine the experiences you had so you ran out of money so then you were on the road right and you started mm-hmm. playing these these shows. How did that go? You were like, well, I'm bouncing around and playing shows. I released a couple albums. Were you just living um, out of hotels? Like, were you bouncing around people that you knew, uh, f- using the internet as a community? H- how exactly did that go down?
0: Yeah, so what happened was that, um, obviously, it's, you know, you have to pay rent. So, I was living in London for one year uh, for money that I had saved up in, in Sweden before I moved. And, Um, After that year, I realized that I either have to take a day job just to pay my rent for a roof over my head, um, you know, doing nothing with music, or I just give up the idea of paying rent so that I can spend every single second on pursuing this dream of mine. And so the choice was pretty simple. And um, so then the next year, I crashed on my friends' uh, couches and floors. And sometimes I slept at airports and train stations. And mm. after a while, when I built my my following a little bit, um, my fans are so nice and friendly and beautiful. And so I started to crash at their places sometimes. And um, yeah, I just made my way and slowly but comfortably I, I started to make a little living off my music Um and one day I actually could afford to pay my rent with it <laughs>
1: the ways that I relied on you needed you you used to see the same in me am I never gonna see you cry now am I never gonna ask you why oh am I never gonna hold you tight when you're on your knees they're asleep. Every time I close my eyes Oh, I thought that you would wait for me And now I see that I'm blind for you Hide the truth Made us up inside my head like I always do Panic hits when I wake up You've already given up I'm walking faceless through the days Since you've been gone
2: of effort into growing your fan base online and i think that your strategies and everything that you've done in in the steam that you've picked up are definitely well deserved and I, I think just from from a starting standpoint just to get to know you a little bit better i mean we all, we all know that creating music can be a painfully hard road to success obviously when i say painful that doesn't mean that it's not coming with the most amazing experiences in the world and mm. but but what is important about it is that you have to commit, you have to focus and you really have to put everything you have into doing something that you love, even if it's just a side project that you're using with music. But for you, what would you say music really means to you and and how important is it for you, your life and your drive?
0: I think like music is obviously everything Mm -hmm. to me. Um, It's just, it's just how I make sense of myself. And I think that the, how I've been able to stay Kind of saying, at least through all this, is that I'm very good at separating the creating of music, me as an artist, and then how to reach out with my music, which is me as a more of a business person. Um, Because when I do write my songs, which I I write every single day, I don't think about what people will think about it or how I will reach out with it or how to, you know, put it up online. I'm just lost in my own world because music is kind of my meditation and how I make sense of my world. Um, and I think when you lose that, like that passion of why you're creating what you're creating, you need to sit back and kind of, you know, reevaluate what you're doing. Cause yeah. I think that is, that's, that, that should always be the core in what you're doing.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's the driving force. And and I love what you just said there, because you said you've been able to figure out a way to separate the creation and then the business side of music. And what you're doing is is very inspirational for others out there because you're showing that it is possible have you figured out i mean when when you take these two things and you separate them what what has worked for you in far as as far as being in the business side of things because i don't think you can be successful unless you learn those traits mm-hmm. um, did you have any knowledge prior to to starting out is it all learned from being on the road and just lessons Um, Have you built up these 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 things that you're doing on the Internet and and ways to promote yourself just by by learning from others?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't know anything and I'm not from a a musical family or I had no connections in the music industry at all. Um, And I think, you know, like like you said, there are so many Talented, especially when I was living in London. I know so many talented musicians and songwriters, but they are will never get out of their basements, and they might sit there and write the most amazing songs, but they just don't have the the marketing head or the business head, so no one will ever know about it. And if you don't have that, you're missing eighty percent of what it means to be a musician today. Um, so I just I've learned by reading, you know, pure business books. I've learned about Business development and uh, business plans and how to market the product and you know like taking a product to the market and I think when I'm creating my music it's pure art but after that I'm I'm stepping into my role as a manager because I am my own manager and then I see my music as a product and then I have to brand it and how will I communicate this brand and how will I take it to market Um, and that's something you just some some people don't have you know they don't want to know that they just want to be this like gypsy artist and yeah. then then you maybe need to to you know sit back and say then i need to have a business manager who handles that because if you don't have it it's just it's never gonna you know reach people and that's what you want if you want to make a living of your music
2: yeah the the branding part is huge and you know, i had a previous guest on booty Voked out of holland and, and he sort of – you you kind of remind me of him because he literally says the same thing and he went out and built a record label, which is Heroic Label, and, and mm-hmm. now he's ahead of – he signs all sorts of people on there. But the big one that he's working with is a band called Ducked Ape. They're more like house dance music, I would say. Really good stuff, though. And he's, he's brilliant as far as the whole business side of things. And I think he's got a blog where he talks about all of this stuff as well. But I, I might have to get you in connection with him because I think you all would like each other.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool.
2: But, but the branding thing is huge. So if, if I had a, a musician, let's say we had a little Charlotte out there who is maybe 18 and she wanted to leave knowing mm-hmm. what you know now, as far as the business side of marketing yourself and getting out there, what are some of the, what are some of the tips and, and lessons that you would tell um, the young you before before she goes out there that you think would oh. be vital?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tell her uh, the first thing she needs to figure out is what she wants to stand for and what she actually wants to, what she wants to be known for and as. Uh, because I think that there are so many. I did the same thing in the beginning. You don't really know um, your sound. You don't know how you want people to know you or what you know which kind of scene you want to be in because in the music industry or the book publishing industry or whatever you're doing there are so many options like it's a huge universe of different routes you can go you can go to a major label or you can go to an independent label you can stay you know self-managed or whatever and it's everything from like do you want to play small house concerts or do you actually want to play arenas you know you make sure that you know exactly what you want to be and who you want to be and what kind of music you're doing. Cause when you know that it's so much easier to find the people like your, your fans who will love what you're doing. And the second thing is to also realize that no matter how good you are, if you're like the Madonna or a Coldplay, like 90% of the world will not understand you or they just won't like you. <laughs> and you just have to learn to, to Accept that and then instead focus on the 10% who will love what you're doing. It's not even 10%. It's like 1%, you know. Uh, But these are the people you want to focus at. And the rest is you just have to go through the rest to get to these core people who love what you're doing. Um, But to find those, you have to know who you want to be and who you want to be known as.
2: And it takes a while to figure that out sometimes. And then you get to a point where you're fist pumping constantly.
0: Definitely. And I think it's an ongoing process. Like you never really stop that because you're changing and you're learning things. And I'm still every single day figuring things out and finding new things that I'm interested in. Uh, but that's, that's the joy of the journey, I think.
2: Yeah. And I want to read something on your website, which is a quote that you have, which I think is unbelievable that I was reading earlier and it's a couple sentences here. So I hope you don't get annoyed with my voice. It (laughs) might be better off if if you were to read it since you have a much lovelier voice, but it says, all I wanted was to live a life where I could be me and be okay with that. I had no need for material possessions, money, or even close friends with me on my journey. I never understood people very well anyway, and they never seemed to understand me very well either. All I wanted was my art and the chance to be the creator of my own world, my own reality. I wanted to open or I wanted the open road and new beginnings every year. I mean that that is the most powerful thing ever right there.
0: Thank you. It, it yeah. sums
2: it sums you up in like a, I don't know how you did that but it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um and and I think that there's there's so many lessons in those just three or four sentences whatever that may be. And as a musician obviously there's there's going to be ups and downs and struggles but you are inspiring others just to let you know out there that that it is one hundred percent possible just by being you and, and doing these things that you were doing. I think you probably have a huge fan base of people that that you're really giving a kick in the ass to and saying, hey, this is possible. So that's always very much appreciated across the board.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. It's and you know, it's like um I think that's also a very important lesson that I learned because I think when you're young and in the beginning you kind of wanna you want to create this image around yourself because you have these huge dreams about who you want to be. But when you realize that this is not a career that's going to last two years, this is actually how you want to live your life, you know, day to day for for years to come. You just have to strip away these lofty dreams about Britney Spears images and just be yourself. (laughs) Because when you are yourself, you're going to be able to connect so much closer to your fans. And that's how you will build real relationships and that's how i kind of feel quite you know comfortable with my fan base because i know that i might one day release a record that is really really bad but they won't you know they will still stand by me because we're friends and i have inspired them and they inspire me and it's just it just feels so much more safer than if you build your ground on this fake image and no one really knows who you are 100%.
2: one hundred percent, and I think that's true. With that, can be a lesson with any type of business out there. You see some of these people that have, you know, a hundred thousand Twitter followers, but they're also following a hundred thousand people, and it's like, really, how how much trust is actually in that relationship? And and there is a fake demeanor there. Whereas if you had twenty people that followed you very closely who really believed in what you were doing, it would be more effective. And and I do think that even if you came out there with something bad, they're going to support you either way and Mm. and it can be a huge lesson.
0: Yeah. And that's also like we were talking before uh, when online that I was doing this house concert tour uh, earlier this year and last year um, where I'm just playing in people's living rooms. And that's also a choice I made that I'd rather play for 10 people in, in a living room that love what I'm doing and who can relate to what I'm saying and they understand what I'm talking about uh, and I'd rather rather do that than play for a venue of ten thousand people who just don't really care. Yeah, I think.
2: And you're, I mean, you're stepping out of the comfort. Well, I wouldn't call it really a comfort zone. I'm not sure where yours begins and where it ends. It doesn't seem like it needs to even be there. But <laughs> you're 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 creating something that other people aren't thinking of. Like you, you can tell that you're doing something different. I've never heard of anybody doing a house or a living room tour. You literally put up on your website that you're doing this tour. You have dates um, around the area there, and you're and you and you say, you know, you have a living room, right? I have a voice mm-hmm. and a guitar and a dream, and you have a living room. Uh, you want your name? You want your name on the li- in the town on the list? Give me an email. I mean, you're mm-hmm. opening that up to people, and, and like you said, you get ten people there who really believe in what you're doing. That's huge, and I love it. Like I've never seen anything like it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, it just made sense to me because it, that started as I was doing this uh, pledge music campaign last year to fund uh, my new album, which is a crowdsourcing um, site. And it just they blew my mind. I ended up with two hundred and fifty percent funded, um, and I just felt like the way that I have built my my following is online through social media, which means that I might have one fan in every country of the world Mm -hmm. which means that it's really hard for me to tour proper venues because i can't sell them out um and so this way if i could go to that one fan in every country and that fan brought 10 friends that's just i just wanted to kind of be able to thank thank the people who supported this album so i did that house concert tour and um They obviously didn't pay me to come, and I didn't make any money of it, but I got to play music every single night, and I got to meet the people who have supported me this far, and it was just beautiful. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, congratulations. That is beautiful. Thank you. It's not something that you hear people are willing to do. Mm. Go out there and really relate just for the love of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a battle, so... Yeah, I mean, it's hard, like, it it might sound like everything is just a big dream, but obviously it's a struggle every single day, and uh, it is still hard to make a living of of anything you're doing, and you need to be disciplined, and you need to learn that, especially when you're kind of, there's, you don't have a boss, and there's no one who tells me that you need to sit down and do this work every single day, you just need to learn, exactly, you need to learn that I have to wake up at 7am every morning, and I need to sit down and do what I need to do. Um, because it's really easy to just wake up and feel like I can wander around the city for 12 hours and no one will tell me that I need to do the work. <laughs> but it's, it's stuff you learn and you mature in the process too, I think. And I've learned so much, like this whole journey of being a an independent artist or entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it, it's mostly about self-development. Like I've learned so much about myself and about what makes me happy and what doesn't make me happy and how to connect with people and how to just be disciplined. And it's just, everything is just about learning. I think for me right now,
2: that's, that's insanely powerful. And I, I want to ask you, can you take us through a kind of a day in the life of Charlotte? What, since you've been doing this for a while now, and you've got your routine in line, I'd like to hear, you know, for the, for the musicians out there, um, some of the daily habits that you have to keep yourself on track so that you can maintain your business side of things and you can maintain your creativity and your self-time. What what I know days can change probably, but a typical day in, in sort of your habits, can you run us through that?
1: Sure.
0: I mean, it's really hard because um, obviously you're going through seasons kind of, so it depends on what project I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Like just for an album cycle, first you're writing the album then you're going through months where you're recording and mixing it because I'm producing and mixing everything myself and wow. then you're going and then you're before the release you're going through the three four months of just promoting the album and being the marketer and then it's been released and then hopefully you'll get to go on tour or something so uh, like the the standard day-to-day doesn't really exist but um, I'm quite disciplined in I'm going up early and I'm always meditating in the morning to kind of get my head right. And yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm drinking a lot of coffee and um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing every morning uh, at least three hours and that's either just writing like prose or poetry or just journals or um, if I'm inspired I sit down with my guitar and I write. Um, and then usually in the afternoon I'm trying to do some marketing and and answering emails and answering fan emails and stuff like that Um, and then in the evening either I might if I'm doing a new album I'm recording or producing a bit um, or I'm out touring, playing live Um, yeah, it's a bit different every day like there's no really standard but I think the... uh, What I've learned is that every single day I need to know what my goals are for the day because otherwise it's so easy to just sit down and go on Facebook for three hours. (laughs) Um, So as long as you have a, you know, every morning I sit down and I meditate and I write down a list of what are the next steps I need to take in order to take this further and where do I want to go and how do I get there? And as long as you have that clear, it's quite easy to break it down to the tasks of, okay, what is my actual next step the next hour that I need to take to get closer to that. Um, because, you know, there are like, the, sometimes my friends who are in really, really talented bands, but they just don't have the marketing head, they come to me and, like, oh, how do I go on and build this following, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, and I'm asking them always, what is the goal? Like, where do you want to end up? And wh- why do you want to release this album? And they always say, like, oh, we want to play Wembley Arena. and i'm like well that's not really a goal that you can break down but okay let's start with it so if you want to play wembley arena in 10 years what do you need to do this year to take that further well you need to build a following so that they will come to that wembley arena show how do you build that following well you need to have something that they like and you know you just break it down step by step and until you get to day by day hour by hour and you just take the next step i think
2: yeah i think persistence and you nailed it on the head with the the meditating and the goal setting for the day, that's exactly what I do. So Mm. I had a giant smile, but I literally wake up every morning and and I meditate. And then I write down um, the, well, I I really write down the night before the two main goals I want to accomplish, but I'll look at those two goals and see after, if I, after I meditated, they're still the same. Mm. And then I don't do anything else until I get those two things done first. And that points me in the right direction for the day. And then once that's done, I can move on to all sorts of other things that that will take me to where I want to go. But it's it's insanely powerful just to keep moving forward like that and, and know where you're going, because I think we definitely are what we think about. And we can convince ourselves to do anything um, just in our own minds, in our own conscious. I mean, if you if you think you're going to be a talented musician and you really convince yourself of it and you put the effort in, you will be one. And, and I know it's an uphill battle, but but there's 100 percent juice and everything so and with yes. with, with you in general um it, it's kind of amazing like just just your story but what about what about the struggles with just being a musician and, and fighting that battle F- from your perspective i know it's so hard to make a living as a musician what are some of the biggest struggles that you've faced and, and how, how do you go about managing those and just coming out on top and stomping them and fist-pumping the whole way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think everything I've learned, I've learned through struggles and through mistakes that I've done uh, because everything you do, there will always be stuff that aren't perfect, but you just have to kind of learn to see the lessons and everything. But I think the, the, the first thing I learned that I am still you know, have to remind myself about every single day is to deal with, Rejections and bad opinions. Because, like I said, no matter what you're doing, there will be people who tell you that you're not good enough or that this sucks or that you're just never gonna make it and stuff like that. And you just it it really gets to me when people, you know, say that because my art is so personal and it's everything I do, it's my whole life. So when people say that they don't like it, obviously it hurts me. But you need to just learn to do it for the sake of this is what makes you feel alive. Um, but also I think just dealing with struggles and like when, when I'm taking on a new project, like when I had this dream about creating a new album or um, going on this house concert tour, everything feels really overwhelming often because I'm just one single person and I don't have a lot of connections and I'm, I'm not very good with the social interaction and stuff like that. And so it, it feels overwhelming, but I've learned to... And that's meditation has been a huge help with that, just kind of sit down and say, hey, look, this is a big task and it it might feel, you know, just way too big and I'd rather just lie down on my couch and hide from the world. But it's a challenge and you're going to learn so much through it and it's a journey. And so let's break it down, take it day by day and and just see where it can lead you. And by the end of like that house concert tour or the end of the album cycle, I can sit down and I can review this whole journey. I can say, "Wow, I've learned so much, and I never thought I would be able to achieve this, but I did." And if I could achieve this, you know, there's no stop. We just have to keep going from there. And so, just to learn to to push yourself all the time and and to not be afraid of it, I think is is a huge thing.
2: Yeah, and you found so much success with it. And I think, I mean, I I was reading earlier that you had you hit what number two on the swedish itunes charts with one yeah. of songs or was it an album yes. maybe
0: uh, a single yeah a single. yeah
2: which has to just feel so gratifying when it happens in- it was
0: amazing yeah it was beautiful and it was really nice because that single actually released as a charity single uh for a cancer organization in sweden so all oh, wow. the profit yeah so the profit went straight to that organization which felt really really nice
1: it was a night of pouring rain I lost it all, I went insane I felt the blood freeze in my veins I went to sleep, but think I'd drown And woke up down here underground Well, it's not real, so I can't be found I live here now with my mind and me Oh, we're such a monster team Haunting for my daily meal. Like a spider catch a fly I'll taste your blood then spit you out You think I'm crazy? (laughs) Well, I think you're right I can't decide what's real what I've just read I think I made you up inside my head That's what I do Create characters like you Then I tear them apart I rip them Like you all the time. And haven't you heard, 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 now once you're in my creepy world. You're playing by my rules. You don't learn stuff like this is cool. As the human says, just tools will never be the same. I'll miss you. I'm
2: Amazing. But how, yeah. how do you feel about the battle with, with free music? And I know in today's age, it's almost impossible to avoid it as far mm-hmm. as, you know, we have Spotify, which I've heard horror stories about artists just never getting paid anything out with Spotify. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it used to be a huge way to support an artist, but now it seems like it's getting harder and harder. Although I do feel like more people are starting to take initiative to pay for music again, um, by will, as opposed mm. to there was a time there where everybody was just bulk downloading as much as possible. But you mm. still do have these streaming services that kind of hit that. So how how do you feel about it? I mean, I, I know there's benefits and then there's cons to everything. Um, mm. What what are you doing to stay on, I guess, the cutting edge of both sides of it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's the way you have to stay on both sides of it. Um, I think my position, obviously you know, like Taylor Swift took her music down from Spotify. And I think obviously I'm in a very different position than she is because if she takes her music down, people will discover her music anyway. Yeah. But for me, I only see, you know, the positive sides of of streaming and free music because I'd rather give away my album for free to um, to someone and rather that than, you know... I can't afford buying albums all the time. And I know that I I download music for free sometimes too, because I'd rather have an album than not having an album. And I know that sometimes the choice is not, should I pay for it or not pay for it? The choice is, should I not pay for it or not listen to this at all? And so I'd rather have people have my album and get it for free than not having my album. Uh, Because I also have noticed and realized that if you build a personal fan base, that they want to support you. So I have a lot of options for people who want to support me. I give away a lot of music for free. Uh, I even put my music up on Pirate Bay and stuff like that. Uh, but I know that if they like it, and I have noticed that, they will donate money to me, or they will buy merch, or they will pay extra when because I give them options to pay extra if they want to and stuff like that. So um, I'm not fighting it at all. I'm I think it's a great thing that people can discover music.
2: Absolutely. And I love to hear people's take on that because I I do too. But obviously it's a it's a battle that some people get very negative thoughts about. Mm. And I think that if you get in the trap of thinking about everything so negatively, then you're just setting yourself a grave anyways.
0: Yeah, and I think that people are just very stuck. Like I have some friends who release that maybe they don't have a big following and they release this E P and it's so great deep and the music is so good. And they put it up on iTunes, they don't put it up for streaming because they say, Hey, either pay for it or don't hear it and then obviously no one will buy it because why would you buy an album that you haven't heard like why would you buy music from a band that you don't know if it's good enough yeah. and so i tell them like give it away for free just put it up you just like you don't want to sell it you want people to hear it because if they like it they will buy it in the end and so i think you just need to be like a bit more generous about it yeah
2: just curious for, for the other musicians out there what are some ways that you can go about creating revenue to support yourself through uh, music. I know that you can sell music, obviously, and, and go on gigs. Are there any? Is there any other way that you figured out um, to bring any revenue in?
0: Um, yeah, so I think that most of my revenue comes from merch, which is T-shirts, and um, my book is is a good um, revenue too, um, and just give people the chance to pay for it. Like uh, I release a lot of music. And I put it up for free, but I always give them a choice to pay, like pay what you want kind of thing. And usually when I do that, people pay more uh, than what they would have paid for a normal album on iTunes. Uh, But release, like have a lot of content. That's just the way it goes. It's the same like, you know, you hear all these things about book publishing with these independent authors, and you cannot make a living by publishing one fiction book, like the great American novel today. You need to publish 10 fiction books and then you will slowly build the revenue, and it's the same here. I can never make a living of one EP. I've released five EPs and two LPs and one book, and I can finally make a quite comfortable living. So you just need to like be smart about it and release a lot of stuff and have merch. And um, if you know, you just need to find your um, business model. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't want to hear those terms, but it's it's true. You need to kind of figure out these are my revenue streams. And these are the options I have to make a living. Like for some bands, they go in a van and they play live shows and just tour, especially in America. Like you can go and play for for a year and build a following. For me, playing live like that just didn't make sense because I didn't, I couldn't make people come. I didn't make any money of it, and so instead, I did this house concert tour, um, where these ten people they donated money, they bought my CDs and merch, and I made more money from that than you know, if I would have gone playing for 10,000 people every single night, that didn't really care. Um And yeah, it's just about being, being creative about it, I think. And uh, also, like, don't just jump on these traditional routes because you read a music marketing book, because that music marketing book is also a product from an author who is trying to make a living, like you have to take in everything you know and then create your own world around it because these traditional things, they will tell you that, um, for example, you need to go on tour. But if that doesn't make sense to you, then you just don't do it. Like for me, what made sense didn't make sense for another band. So um, yeah, be aware of your own, of your own career, I think.
2: And your book, let's talk about that for a minute. So your book Empty Roads and Broken Bottles and you're on Amazon, so people can yes. get that in Kindle, and I think you sell paperback, maybe even hardback. Yes. I'm not sure. Yes, everything. Uh, so that this is, I'm guessing this is sort of your story, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Do you want to um, talk about
2: mm-hmm. the process of writing that? I know you have probably so many emotions that go through you, uh, mm-hmm. and well. you get all this out on paper. H- how did it feel after you did that? Because for me, in particular, also I'm. Actually, one of my main goals is to start writing books. that's something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. and so how did that process go down and, and once you did it, was it easier than you thought it would be?
0: Uh, well, no, it definitely wasn't easier um, but I, it was, it was just a different thing like i've always been like literature and, and reading and writing has always been my second passion kind of thing so I've always been writing both. Uh, poetry and stories and prose and, and just journaling. So when I was living on the road that year, um, I just collected all these small thoughts and lessons and, and journals that I saw and lived every single day. And, um, I posted a few of them on my, on my Tumblr and blogs and people really picked up on it. And I noticed that I built a following on my writings, uh, you know, people who maybe necessarily weren't fans of my music, but they like my writings. And so I just thought, well, if someone actually can relate to these things and, and can learn something from it, maybe it's just a shame to keep it to myself. So um, I just collected all these things. I wrote uh, kind of my lessons from the year and my my journey as an independent art, uh, artist, what I've learned and how I built my, my life kind of thing. Uh, and my my values and and how I see the days. Um, and yeah, then I I sat down and I'm like, wow, I have this thing now. Why not actually make it something real? So I thought I, I always wanted to be a, a writer uh, by itself, not a writer as an artist, but just a writer. And so I learned everything about the the book marketing industry and I did actually an internship at some book publishing companies just to learn everything and then um I engaged my fans and I just made it happen really.
2: That's such a beautiful story.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And, and i yes, sure the
2: book is amazing.
0: So it's been it's been really fun and it's also been a way for me to first of all reach a completely new audience with my book. Um people who are just readers um but also it's been a way for my music fans to connect even deeper to to my story and to my writings and yeah it's it's been i've learned so much about the whole process and it opened up this world for me when i realized that i'm not just a musician i'm just a creator and i'm not building uh, a life on my music i'm building life on my life so yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun
2: so as as Charlotte, in general, what are, who are some of your favorite musicians, um, some of your biggest creative influences growing up? And I, I'm just curious about that because I'm always into discovering more music.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have so many. Or even like yeah.
2: authors and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um, I listen to so much music. I think some of the bands and songwriters that I've always been listening to are um, Ben Harper is a huge inspiration yeah, nice. to me. Uh, Counting Crows, I love their music. Uh, Brand new is a band that uh, I've always been listening to too. And I think Anna DeFranco was probably the first female um, songwriter that I looked up to. And I love the way that she's kind of built her career by herself and stayed independent and all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then authors, one of my favorite authors is Jack Gilbert, which is like, um, he's not... Very commercially famous, but he was a poet. Um, I love Virginia Woolf and just the classics. Um, yeah, I, I both listen to a lot of music and read a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, incredible. And I'll put all that in the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash Charlotte Erickson, or maybe it would be easier if I just did forward slash The Glass Child. Um, yeah, for people to yeah. type out. And I, I am running out of time here, but I am so pumped that you were on the show today. I do want to get into a couple uh, questions that I always ask my listeners because I think they're brilliant questions and I love to hear the answers to them. But (laughs) the first one would be, if you had to, if you had a little bit of time to create something with anybody from the past or present, who do you think that you would choose and what do you think you would create?
0: Oh, wow so many people I would love to create something with. Hard, um, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to music, I think, um, Chris Martin from Coldplay is just a, such an amazing songwriter. If I could get to just be in a room with him while he is writing a song, I would be honored. So that would be, that would be amazing.
2: Yeah. He's brilliant. Totally yeah. brilliant. I'm a, huge, and of course you guys have birthed so many of the most brilliant, uh, musicians, in my opinion, like some of my favorite out of, out of Europe and London and some of the most innovative stuff in the world came out of there, obviously Mm -hmm. with, with Pink Floyd and Radiohead. I'm a huge Radiohead fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me
2: too. They're they're big out there. So I, I can't express to you just how much I'm interested in all these different types of music. So I'm pumped that you were able to, to spread this with me. But before you go, if, if you had to battle Godzilla, Charlotte, (laughs) <laughs> How do you think you would use your creativity or talents to defeat that big crazy bastard?
0: Um that big crazy bastard. I would probably I would probably confuse him. I'm very good with just talking sentences with Swedish and English and French and that makes serious sense. And I would say something <laughs> and he would be completely confused and just say, what? And then I would make my move. <laughs>
2: take him down
0: yeah (laughs) with kindness (laughs) with
2: kindness charm yeah i'm sure you could probably figure that out for sure (laughs) he could probably be a pretty valuable asset if you could just switch him you know
0: yeah i would turn on to my side and we would be a master team take over the world together
2: be a hell of a prop to have out there on your shows (laughs) (laughs) bodyguard.
0: yeah that's what i need
2: if you bring godzilla out on stage (laughs) it <laughs> would be, be a good second book to write about, too, right?
0: Yeah, I might do that, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, Charlotte, h- how can our listeners find you or get in contact with you? Um, what, what's your website and that you want to guide them to, maybe your social media? And then also, uh, if you have an email or something that if they want to reach out to you, they can use?
0: Yes. So you can go to my website, visit uh, theglasschildofficial.com. Uh, and there you will find my social media and everything. Uh, my Twitter is just the glass child. And on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash the glass child. And I'm everywhere. And please write to me on social media and Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and everywhere because I always answer and I love when people write to me. Uh, my email is the glass child music at gmail.com. And my email tends to get quite uh, overflowing. Some might not answer within. <laughs> The, the coming weeks but um, on social media I'm always there so so write to me please
2: awesome and I will post those in the show notes once again and do you have any favorite closing advice um, that you would like to give our listeners before we say
0: goodbye yeah I think w- what I'm aiming at with everything I'm doing is to just prove to people that you can become exactly who you want to become and you can build a life that is exciting like I was I was not A positive person by nature. When I was younger, I was very depressed and I just couldn't figure things out. And now I have built this life where I actually wake up 6 a.m. every morning and I'm so excited about just getting to do this another day. And even though there are um, a lot of struggles, if you have a passion so deep, it would always drive you. So I'd say find something you really, really love and then just go for it because you can make it happen if you really, really want to.
2: Absolutely. Well done, beautiful Charlotte.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun.
2: Hey, everybody out there, you can be your own creative entrepreneur. You can be whatever you want to be. It's all in your mind. Uh, Start setting goals. Start being persistent. Sit down and meditate in the morning and think about it. Uh, get your get your juices flowing exercise is is a great way to do that as well uh, right after you you meditate and if you write your goals down and you follow them and you you backward engineer how you're going to get there anything is possible charlotte is is 100% example and I, and I'm so pumped that you've just bounced around Europe I can't wait for you to get over here to the states Keep in contact for sure and and everybody just like surrender to your passion practice 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 Get a guide and, and visualize where you want to be and, and play the edge And always break the rules But first break the rulers And Charlotte, so, thank you so, so much for being The Archapreneur now Come And always remember away. to keep it so, so, so funky to
1: stay.
0: Thank you, this was awesome
1: in the drawer Then I took the train To somewhere else Where they don't know my name They won't judge my way I can't live like them, it never made much sense Selling time and heartless tasks just to pay my rent I need more space and I need unplanned days I believe in fate Oh, and all the things I The street lights to guide me I don't want no walls so I'll build my home on this open road And I'll talk to strangers About love and pain Ask the homeless man for thoughts About loss and gain I'll wander north As the seasons turn I'll embrace everything that might come my way And I'll be happy walking lonely fields No more layers, let my skin meet the summer breeze Through these habits far behind, I will find my way I am here to stay I so fill my home on this open road. Keep my eyes wide open to let each day excite me. And I don't want habits to direct or
2: hear yay, here yay. I am, I am so, so sorry I have to interrupt that beautiful people. voice with my obnoxious third grade voice, but it has been time to to call this a wrap on today's show i really appreciate everybody out there uh, tuning in and listening charlotte's amazing Uh, visit all the links from earlier the glass child if you want to search itunes support her she's brilliant um i can't say enough things about her so i thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with her everybody out there Share this episode. Share it with your friends and family. It's super inspiring. She has fallen her dreams. I, I feel like she should have a documentary or something made after her. And you know what? One day she probably will. All the show notes again, artsynow.com. Uh, if you go to artsynow.com forward slash The Child, you can find all of her show notes in particular. And you can find all the show notes from all the other. Podcast episodes on the website. There's also plenty of blog posts that I throw out there to try to help you the best I can. Get in contact with me if you have any questions. I love to connect via Skype, uh, Twitter. I am not on the Facebook anymore. I'm disconnected, but you can get me at createdartsynow.com as well. So I hope you all enjoy your evening, fist pump, pizza parties. Don't end up face down, pants down in the bushes. That never leads to anything good. Ta-ta! Thank you for listening to another episode of The of her newer now! For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at hb underscore armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta!
1: Keep it funky.